Yes, uh, I am Demola Senyolu, and this is Talkport. Uh, remember that uh, the world has become a global village. Many thanks to information technology, we can actually talk from different parts of the world on different continents at different time zones and uh, talk very clearly. Uh, the glitches are some of the things that we need to that needs to be improved on, and I think five G is five G is coming up <laughs> shortly. <laughs> exactly. All right, this is top part. And remember that behind every successful man, there are so many unsuccessful years. People just see the success and celebrate the success, but they do not want to celebrate the failures that anyone has. At, you know, gone through before achieving success. People just want to celebrate the success. Uh, no man is a success without going through challenges and failures and, you know, topsy-turvy of sick lives, topsy-turvy of life. Uh, life is full of ups and downs, but we we enjoy the success story of people when they have gone through a, you know, topsy-turvy. This is Talkport. And I have with me a very special guest today, a man and a woman. <laughs> that's the way some people. <laughs> that's the way some people <laughs> to her. She she's in the UK. She's from the African descent, but she's in the UK. She's been in the UK. She's married. She's a mother. She's a sister. She's a daughter. She's a wife. She's everything a woman can be. But she has a very deep voice. When you listen to her voice, you you'll argue rather that, that no 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 that, that's not a woman. The first day I heard her, I was arguing within myself. But I saw her. <laughs> A woman and then when i saw the TEDx talk i knew she was a woman <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah no. mr lauren but mrs chademuhu how are you today i'm good i'm good i'm good how are you how's nigeria very well thank you so what what do you lorraine let, let's start with lorraine before we go to mr lorraine so yeah so lorraine is just somebody who's trying to live her life i'm a wife i'm a daughter i'm a mother i'm somebody's sister uh but unfortunately or fortunately lorraine has got a very deep voice so what tends to happen is i find myself arguing with people constantly who when i speak to them especially like during phone conversations are very convinced that i'm actually a man and not a woman so somebody can call my phone looking to speak to lorraine and when i tell them that i'm lorraine then they start arguing telling me no i'm not lorraine etc etc if i call the bank or a service about my accounts then we're getting into the whole accusation of fraud etc etc so that's something that i have to live with day in day out um and i've just learned to kind of get used to it really so that's lorraine in a nutshell really all right now before we talk about your your experiences and those things that people uh, talk about in terms of your masculinity Let's talk about your African descent. You want to say a little bit about your childhood years and, uh, you know, what really makes you tick? So, yes. Yeah, yeah, so are, are there flashbacks of things you remember in your in your African years? So, yes, I'm from Zimbabwe. So, I grew up in Zimbabwe. I came to the UK when I was about 19, 20, uh, 19 or 20 years old, somewhere there. Um, I think growing up, I was just normal. Well, that's what I think anyway. And I suppose when, when I got to about high school that's when my voice sort of like was quite significantly deeper than you know than normal and and kind of from there uh you'd kind of get some comments etc etc but i never really thought thought much about it really but uh 
and you know sometimes if I spoke to the boys like in my class then they would try and speak with a deeper voice you know just mimicking me you know that sort of thing but I never really kind of took it to to heart sometimes you just kind of just get uh, you just get used to it really so I just you know was just living a normal life life was really good in Zimbabwe no really complaints really I but then obviously sometimes you just have to kind of move on and and seek greener pastures so that's how I came uh, to the UK in the end about I was aged about 1920 1920 years old okay um uh, is there any any childhood memory that you want to flash back on you know that that really that you really think would have played a major role in your years now um like I said you know I mean when I was growing up to be honest with you there's nothing really significant or nothing dramatic it was just a a, a happy life you you know you grew up around family you grew up just uh, free enjoying things I suppose for me uh, one thing I really w- would have wanted to have done when I was young is probably you know learn to play an instrument because I've always like had a love for music I grew up quite around a lot of music my parents used to have like a whole record collection I had uncles who were sort of like musicians so maybe that's one of the things that I one of my, I suppose, memories is just growing up around music and enjoying music. Uh, so when when did your voice become a source of, I won't say concern, when did when did it start to tickle you that, oh, my voice may, may be a, a, a kind of... Was there any point at that point? Um, I think was it, was, it was more of a transition from my early teens when you sort of like kind of realize it your voice is a little bit deeper and then like I was saying you know uh, you speak you, you, you say a sentence to let's say a, a classmate and especially if it's a boy then they they would tend to um, just mimic you or speak in a deeper voice than what you've already done then obviously then it kind of became clear that my voice was quite deep or uh, you know just comments from people I know friends etc when we we're just growing up that kind of made me think oh, actually my voice is is, is a little bit deeper but I actually never really thought uh, much of it, it was just because I've got like an aunt my, a great aunt of mine who also has a deep voice so it was just like you know I was just kind of likened to her really that sort of thing so when did you start harnessing your voice for for uh, would I say comedy or when did you start harnessing creativity creatively for you know for 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 for, uh, for gains let's put it that way um so so when, when i was uh about 13 14 15 i used to i used to do actually i used to be a rap i used to be in a little rap group back in zimbabwe so i used to you know kind of use my voice for rapping etc those sort of things is how i just sort of like started using uh using the voice um and then coming here to England, obviously, I had quite a lot of uh, traumatic years w- w- with this voice. And it-, it took quite a lot of a while to actually kind of flip the script and think, you know, actually, this is something I can, I can use to my advantage. So I was sort of like doing rap initially in England. Uh, you know, people obviously, even time, even when I rap, people thought it would be, you know, it was a man rapping, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, in the last sort of like three years, that's when... I had quite a lot of experiences over the phone. You know, like this day, it's all about telephone banking, etc., etc. You hardly go out to see people. It's all phone conversations. It's all on the internet. So during those multitude of 
conversations over the phone, it was the same consistent issue that anyone I spoke to would say I'm a man and it would take ages to argue the other way, you know, that sort of thing. So after like a conversation with a friend of mine, that's when they're like, you know what, this is actually would make good comedy. That's when I actually started thinking about it that way, really. All right, I've been talking to Mr. Lorraine, Mrs. Chademuhu. <laughs> so how do you feel? How do you how did you feel? Let, let let's start from there. When you called the bank to to do uh, a transaction their phone and you were told you ain't actually the person speaking that it was your husband speaking you needed they needed because I listened to that conversation and they said no you're not the one speaking and so <laughs> so, 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 so that, that thing is uh, uh, an accumulation of many sort of like incidents really so so the thing is like you know so you you can sometimes like like remember when I had my son I couldn't just be going out to the bank I had a cesarean section so I was still recovering but I had things that I needed to do so I'd call the bank and want to you know do a transaction and then we'd get into so so many arguments and I really genuinely upset it was very hurtful because people were quick to dismiss me people were quick to block my account so that they can speak you know the real Lorraine has to go into the bank with ID and prove that she's actually a woman you know so these things happen a lot of the times and sometimes I'd keep arguing and arguing and then they maybe realize their mistake and then they decide they'll offer me 80 pounds in compensation but then that wasn't a guarantee that the next time I called that bank I wouldn't experience that that same thing so the next time I called would be back at square one so for me the incident that really really sits with me so, for example, well, what happens like in banks here is if you go to the bank to try and verify yourself, you cannot do it with somebody who works in the bank. There's a phone that they point to you. So you have to call the bank from the bank. So you pick up that phone. And then when you speak to somebody in customer services, wherever they are, you still get into the same argument that you're not Lorraine. So for you to prove that you're Lorraine, you have to ask one of the workers in the bank to come to the phone. And then they have to verify that they're a worker in the bank. And then they have to look at my ID and tell the person on the other end that, yes, it's Lorraine, yes, it's a woman. And then only then am I allowed to have the conversation about my account and and do the transaction. Um, So it's not just an easy thing that you go and say, oh, this is my passport, this is my driver's license, yes, I'm Lorraine, can you unblock my account? It, It takes a lot out of you as well, just going into the bank. All right. Let, let's talk about your your marriage. Your your husband. Uh, you know, how do you tag along? Um, so w- when we met, I had this voice, and that's the, that's you know that's just the way it is. And uh, yeah, because we met when I was about eighteen, and my voice was deep. And um, I I think you probably have to ask him how you know his <laughs> his his point of view. I cannot speak on his behalf, but I think uh, he just took me as I am and okay. and uh, it, it is what it is that's the thing really alright uh, how, how about your kids how do they feel when, when sometimes you get quizzed by the bank and you know yeah so like... I mean my children get angered by it even my husband gets angered by it and obviously the you get encouraged to make complaints and whatever but then sometimes you feel defeated you just think what's the point of making a complaint because nobody really really cares you know when you 
after a while it just goes back to square one so i think for me the incident that actually made me re- kind of think i cannot continue to be put through this was uh, there's a bank that had blocked my account so i went into the bank with my id and then obviously i had to call the bank and then whatever whatever so the other guy was arguing with me so i gave my documents to one of the workers in the bank so now these people are having a conversation about me while i'm there so i can't hear what the other guy on the other end is saying but you can only kind of guess because the other person in the bank was looking at me up and down and then the response on the phone was like yes it's a woman and then i'm sure you know it was like oh are you really really sure can you check us this person was staring at my breasts for like you know 5 seconds long and it was comfortable for me and then what they did was they just decided to conclude the conversation themselves and then hang up the phone and this lady told me oh yes you can now use your bank account but I'm the one who made the call I they didn't bother to find out if there's anything else that I needed rectified from that conversation they just dismissed me and I just you know I just then I actually honestly that day I was 2 seconds from just stripping naked in that wow. bank and proving that yes I'm I'm 100% a woman so I just walked out of that bank I felt this I felt humiliated actually you know really really sort of like humiliated even though I make a joke about it but at the time I was just 2 seconds from crying just thinking what wrong have I done you know what what the hell is going on you know so so people never sort of like think about the impact that it has on you as an individual for them it's just a transaction and then they'll move on to the next person that they're going to ups- upset and okay you know all right but you've been able to adapt to this and uh, still still median or uh, an mc with with this do you still mm. go through the same challenges intermittently yeah yeah i i mean the the challenges are ongoing but for me now i don't i don't i don't bend over for anyone you know what i mean i just if you are calling me and you don't believe i'm lorraine then you can hang up and when the lorraine you want to speak to answers then you can speak to them but if you're calling my phone and you want to speak to lorraine then i'm going to be the one answering that phone So it's up to you now to decide what you're going to do. I won't be, you know, trying to please anyone. This is how it is. And you know, that's just the way it is because I mean before, I remember there was a time I was trying to get a loan to the bank and it was once again it was a phone you had to phone somebody. So I was speaking, you know, throughout that whole conversation trying to mimic a high pitch. So it was like, "Oh yes, my name's Lorraine." Oh, no, 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 no. Yes, no. So imagine the duration of that conversation I was speaking like that, which is just like ridiculous because this is how my voice naturally is like this. This is how it is naturally. I'm not even, you know, making it any deeper. This is how it is, but then I had to kind of compromise and try and make somebody satisfied that you're speaking to a woman, but now for me it's just a case of, you know, this is who I am. So even like when I go on stage and people introduce Mr. Lorraine a lot of the times the moment I go on stage people are looking at me weirdly because uh-huh. sometimes I've, you know, I've got makeup I've got earrings etc etc so they're trying to understand what's this on stage what's going on but then obviously when I start the comedy that's when they they kind of get it and you know uh, realize what what the story is behind the, the whole Mr. Lorraine act I've been speaking with Lorraine Chademuhu she's Mr Lorraine and Mrs Chademuhu Chademuhu um let's talk about you as a woman what what advice because i i see you turning it a very traumatizing experience into something creative 
what advice do you have for female folks, young folks, you know, who, who see some of their challenges as the end of the world and they don't want to come out of it? I think, you know, what I always really should encourage people is just to be themselves. Because at the end of the day, we can try so many times to make people happy. We can try and change ourselves to kind of meet people's standards. But to be honest with you, the world will never be satisfied with anything. But you have to, you know, you have to be yourself. I mean, there's a, on my TED, TEDx talk, there's a quote that I took from somebody called, I think, Teach at Nine, something like that, which says, you know, to be beautiful, something like is is to accept yourself. You don't yeah. need to be accepted by others, but you, you have to accept yourself. I mean, if you think about the whole, like, Casta Simenya story, the South African athlete who is going through so much traumatic experiences because she's a top athlete and now people are trying to find what can they do to to bring her down so let's give her some testosterone reducing hormones so that she can meet our standard of being a woman but there's nothing that is you know written anywhere there's no sort of like manual that says this is a woman there's no prototype that says you know the woman should speak like this, the woman should speak like that, you know, that sort of thing. So people are never sort of like satisfied with just accepting the extraordinary. They want to put you, you know, in a box, but sometimes if you are not in that mold, then you just have to, you have to be yourself. And then eventually people, will, they will come around to saying, you know, but if you try and compromise yourself, to, you know, because you, you have got different people that you will meet in your life. So if you try and, change yourself to accept you for me to accept you then when you move on to the next stage you're going to have to change yourself again to be accepted by the next group of people and then the next stage you're going to have to change yourself again to be accepted by the next group of people but if you remain a constant then they're the ones who just have to know that this is who you are and they just have to accept you or not accept you it's fine if people don't accept you that is their problem not yours you know you you are you and there's no changing that really there's so much to talk about but i need to let you go but before you go i need you to also let me know do you have celebrities uh, are you a celebrity back home uh do you have fans back home in zimbabwe and do you have a lot of fans in the uk where would you say your fans are more uh i think because it's probably half and half because i've got a few people like loads of people follow me in zimbabwe so i've done i do sort of like comedy skits that i upload but here as well, I've got a growing sort of like fan base because I'm based here at the moment. So sometimes it's more relevant for me to kind of concentrate on what's going on here. And then hopefully, you know, I can expand. So I'm hoping I can be invited to Nigeria, you know, to do a comedy show. It's always men, you know, doing all these massive comedy shows. But Mr. Lorraine is ready, you know, to, to, to take the stage. You know what I mean? So even like that video yeah. that went viral, I got quite a lot of, you know, people who sometimes I go to a function, like an African function, people are like, ah, it's just you, it's you in that video, you know, that sort of thing. So, but then I suppose people don't know who it is, you know, that sort of thing. I think that that's the main thing. But yeah, so like right. now, because I've got quite a few shows, I'm going to, to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in August, and I'm going to be there for the whole month performing, etc., etc. So I'm just trying to build a base and get things moving, really. 
All right. So, so on, on a final note, what, what's your message for your fans globally? So my message for my fans globally is just, you know, be yourself. Just be you. That's all I can just tell anyone, you know, just be you. Because when you are you, there's so much freedom in it, you know. You're not constrained by anything. You've got, you're free to be you. Because if you're not you, then there's so many constraints, so many formulas you have to kind of fit in and meet. But if you're you, then you just, you know, go with the flow that defines who you are. So the main, you know, thing is, you know, be yourself. Because sometimes there are things that we don't choose. For. So for me, I say, you know, I didn't choose the name, but the name, it chose me. So that's the thing. That's my message. All right. Just be you. You. I've been speaking with Mr. Noreen. Noreen Chadamuhu is from the UK. And while I'm in Nigeria, I'll be talking about Noreen, our lifestyle, traumatic experience because of our deep voice. A marital life for you to know that she's actually married and that she's, uh, she's not uh, she's not uh, any other thing she's not a robot she's a real human being <laughs> and she's uh, not uh, a barrier she has also encouraged our fans and the female folks that be you be who you are be yourself and you need to love yourself for others to be able to love you once you appreciate yourself you will draw attention of others who will appreciate you lorraine i really appreciate you despite the very busy schedule i know that <laughs> you had to squeeze out this time for us no no this. no thank you very much for inviting me i'm really really i'm the one who's honored you know to to be invited here so thank you very much thank you listeners so i'm on twitter i'm on facebook just click mr lorraine you'll find me there some way somehow no but i'm really honored to be on this platform thank you for the hard work you do as right. well connecting people that's very important yeah. <laughs> it's very important. Mr. Lorraine is M R L O R A I N E. Mr. Lorraine. So if you if you're gonna if you're gonna search for her, type Mr. Lorraine on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Lorraine will be there for you. You can reach her and probably invite her for shows. I'll I'll see what we can do to get you in Nigeria and let people know. Exactly yeah, I'll definitely. I, I'm I'm ready. My bag is packed. I always have a you know bag packed. <laughs> <All so. right. laughs> No, thank you so very much. I'll be honored. Thank you very much for this time. And this is Top Pot. Until I meet you again on the next exciting episode of Top Pot, I say do well, keep well, and stay atop your game. It's bye thank for you. now. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.